When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas, Jay Hill, John Lane, and Trey Ely. What up, fellas? Yo. Gia. What it do? What a glorious Thursday night. What it be like, Wody? As the Washington football team are currently playing uh, the New York Giants. Uh, we we use the doing term playing loosely. The Giants of New York. We typically don't even talk about current games, but we have to talk about. We're 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 just going to share our our reactions to some plays. We're not going to like do a whole broadcast. That's our team, man. That would be illegal. Muhammad Ali, (laughs) dirty bastard. (laughs) Uh, This is the podcast where we are artists and musicians uh, who like to talk sports, and we're going to get right into our first segment. We're going to revisit um, our Game 1 predictions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, uh, well, you know, uh, Game 1 predictions for the Washington football team versus the Chargers because we all picked them to win the game. They lost the game. So I'm going to go through everybody's picks, and we're going to go through the picks of the quarterbacks because we, we, how do we how they played and what, like, you know, uh, how they played in actuality. So let's see. Uh, the game actually was 20-16 to uh, Chargers. Uh, John had it 24-23 Washington football team. He had Herbert at – well, let's just do – let's do the teams first, and then we'll go through the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey had it 42-10 Washington <laughs> football team. <laughs> uh, Jay Hill had it 31-27. And I had Ooh. it 20 uh, – I had it 20 – no, 17-10. So, so we think, all had Washington winning that game? And we were all wrong. We we had him winning. I think me and John were closest in terms of actual score. Uh, John had Herbert throwing for 23 of 41, 320 yards, two touchdowns and two picks. Trey had Herbert throwing for 21 of 40, 257, one touchdown and three fumbles. Dude, <laughs> um, the three fumbles didn't come. Uh, Jay Hill had Herbert throwing for 16 to 28, 242 yards, three touchdowns, and one fumble. 
And I had Herbert throwing 18 and 35, 237, one touchdown, two picks. Herbert actually threw for 31 of 47, 337 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Who was close? So who who y'all think is no closest? pressure on him? Uh, closest would be Trey. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the three fumbles. Minus three fumbles. Yeah. I was a hundred yards off. Disappointed on my fumbles. And <laughs> 20, 20 passes off completions. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Fitzpatrick. Uh, John had Fitzpatrick at eighteen and thirty-two. Two thirty-nine. <laughs> two touchdowns. I think everybody was wrong on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, two touchdowns. One pick. Uh, Trey had Fitzpatrick at 29 and 35, 380, three touchdowns, no picks. Again, a lofty. Um, Jay Hill had Fitzpatrick at 17 and 25, 270, three touchdowns, no picks, also very lofty. And I had him at 19 of 40, 268, two touchdowns, two picks. Heineke threw for 11 of 15, <laughs> 122 yards, and one touchdown. Fitzpatrick threw three of six. 13 yards before he was <laughs> Jesus Christ. Motherfucker didn't even play a full like game. saying there's a chance. Yeah. You know, there's a will, there's a won't. Um, so, yeah, uh, those were our week one predictions. Um, as they, as you guys watch the game in real time right now, I'm going to ask the question, if Washington football team goes 0-2, do you think it's time to panic? And I'll give this to our resident fan boy, Trey. First. Yes. It's time to panic. And you should be a fanboy, too. Nah. I'm a fan man. I love the game. Fan man. I'm a fan <laughs> I'm a man. Fan, fan man. No, fan boy. Fan, fan man. man. <laughs> That's it? That's all you got? Yes? Yes. We lose to the lowly Why? Giants. Well, Giants are trash. He, I don't podcast, know. I don't, right? You got to talk. <laughs> Giants wow. are trash, man. I don't know if you know this Turn stat. Around, lose to the Giants, too, man. And plus, check, out, check out this stat. Um, Daniel Jones, so far, this is his third season, right? Third season as quarterback. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is four and nineteen. He, I'm sorry, not four and nine. He's eight and nineteen as a starter. He, um, four of those wins are against Washington. He's never lost us, or five. I should say. I I think it's five. Maybe it's he's, four. He's never lost. Ask Trey tomorrow when he when his fame when his game completes on his TV. Yeah, or it'll be it'll be five tonight if they win. But yeah, he's eight and nineteen, and four of those wins are against uh, Washington football team. He's never lost us. He's never lost to us. He, yeah. Now, there were close games. I'll, I'll give you this: his rookie season, he played an absolutely terrible Washington football team that whole season. What, that rookie season, what did Saquon do? I think he was injured most of that season, wasn't he? Against, I mean, in that game that he won. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, there were two games that, that that they won. Yeah. But it was a terrible Washington football team. And then last season was another terrible football team because we had four or five quarterbacks. So we couldn't score points against that horrible defense. Um, but our defense, which was brand new, could not figure out Daniel. We lost 20-19, to 19, and then we lost, was it like 23-20? to 20? Or something like that, and everyone's everyone's going crazy because they said Ron Rivera should have uh, kicked a kicked the extra point instead of gone for two, and we probably would have sent it into overtime. But it is what it is. We're in a new new age of football where going for two and going for fourth downs are the norm. Like I, I think they're going to pretty much do away with punting the ball 
if it's if it's short, like you're talking about anything between like four and inches or four and three, you're gonna you're gonna go for those. So I agree oh. with Trey though. We, it is time to panic if we lose. Why? Damn. Well, there's such high ex, ex, uh, expectancy of this defense, but I don't think the defense is the problem. I think the offense is the problem. And like I said in the last podcast episode, this offense failed to score any touchdowns in the first half of games since the start of the preseason, and that was with Fitzpatrick. Now that we have Taylor Heineke, we still struggled to score to score in the first quarter. We finally did, but um, you know if if we can't score early and score fast, if this offense can't get can't you know if they can't start to pick it up quickly. We're going to really struggle when we have to play Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers this season. Well, I said it before, and I've, I'll reiterate it again. Like, if this team can't score over 20 points a game, they're going to have a hard time playing anybody or beating anybody this year. Defense or not, like, the defense is looking um, kind of sparse right now. I'm assuming they'll get it together as the season goes on. I don't know if it's time to panic if they go 0-2. Um I think 0-3, then you really have to start to reevaluate what you're doing offensively and defensively. But right now, it's like I think they're still trying to get their legs under them. Um, you, you just had a change in the guard with the quarterback officially with Heineke taking over, like, and it's his job. To, I mean, who is he going to lose it to unless they, you know, they're <laughs> not going to give it to Cam. Like, Cam, <laughs> you know, who are you going to get a job to? So it's like he has to, like, command his offense. And, I mean, he's looking good so far. You know, it's just a matter of can they put up the points to compete because it's, it's a passing league and you have to be able to generate points in order to keep up with the other teams, especially the high-powered, the high-octane, high-powered teams in the AFC. Like, you can't keep up with them. You can't score. And putting up 17 points is admirable, I suppose. But, like, you got teams averaging 27, 20 points a game. You're not going to be able to compete with those teams. So, By the way, wasn't it is, – is, is it true that – uh, all eight teams in the AFC West and the AFC East are one and zero. I think I did hear that. Nobody lost. Yeah, no one lost in those two divisions. <laughs> well, you know, you know, what, what is that saying? Wow. Like, and they putting up numbers. You know, they're putting Wait, up points. Yeah. Huh? Wait. In the AFC East, the the Dolphins and the Patriots played each other last week, so somebody lost. No, he said North and. Would you say North and? No, he uh, said. Uh, well, I can't. I can't remember. It's it's it was. It was the, the AFC North. West it's and another. North. Oh, it's oh, the okay. North. The okay. AFC okay. North. Okay. North. Sorry. Okay. Not East. We haven't played South. each other yet. Like nobody's played. Nobody's played each other yet there. Oh, the you AFC said, North. You mean? Yeah. That's right. All right. Um, so, uh, I guess Jay, you want to chime in on this? If it's I don't think it's time to panic at all, man. It's a seventeen-game season, so like this Jeez. shit is unusual to begin with. Um, plus, so that means it's time to panic next week, then. <laughs> nah, I would say, man, I would say, I would say week four, man. I wouldn't even say week three. You go zero and three. You by week one and five or one and six, it's time to panic. I read a stat that uh, teams that start zero and two have a twelve percent chance of making the playoffs. Well, you what's know. interesting is that was in a 16 game season, so I wonder how exactly. the extra game impacts true. that. Exactly true. Exactly. So, so you have that. Season. You have that, and then you also, like you said, you got to now have everybody into Heineke being in charge. Even though I mean, he 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 showed it last year, so we already had trust in him. You brought this new guy in here for us to like look up to, and now he's gone for what is it? Four weeks. Uh, no, it's like six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks? Damn, I didn't know that. that That's it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So, 
Um, I mean, I think what's going to happen is the defense is going to figure it out. Obviously, That's gonna be Heineke's job before before the offense does, and then uh, like like he said, the Dean. Uh, you can't really win at 17 points, but if the defense is spotting you 10, <laughs> then, you know, you get two touchdowns. Hey, now you're at 24 points a game. So, I mean, I think um, I think after, like I said, that fourth or fifth game, because it also depends on how they lose it. That's the other thing, too. That's why you can't panic That's depending true. on how you lose it. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, this ain't blowouts and stuff right. like that. Right. They they have been, uh, I, I say they, but the last game was a close game, and it's still kind of close right now. But yeah. we, we should be kicking their ass right now. Let's yeah, see. but this is why they ball. play the game. Yeah. Yeah, true. All right. Well, I guess the question uh, goes, oh, I said Redskins. Washington football team has been notably starting slow um, the last couple seasons. Um, what is the reason for the offensive slow starts? John. It's changing quarterbacks and coordinators every year. <laughs> yeah, John. That'll do it. <laughs> oh, lights can Go ahead, John. Lights can John. They're changing quarterbacks and head coaches <laughs> every year. No. Um, that's part of it. I think. I think the real part of it is uh, is the offensive line has just been has not been consistent. They've they've tried to draft. And trade for a good stout offensive line, but they just they just can't seem to be healthy. And we've struggled with a really good offensive line for years. And I've always said we gotta pick some offensive linemen in the first three draft picks. It doesn't have to be the first first round. It can be second or third round. But if we could stack up an offensive line very well, Rex Grossman could be an MVP. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Seriously. Starts with the line. Ends with Sexy the line. Rexy. Yeah. Anybody else want to chime in on that? Trey? Yeah, John summed it up pretty well when he said that, it, you know, it was the uh, changes in quarterbacks and coaches. <laughs> um, the offensive line is, um, I, you know, uh, I feel like the offensive line, okay, they're definitely not playing well early in this season, but I think that unit needs to gel. They made, so they made a lot of, they moved a lot of stuff around. Um, this off season, so there's people in different positions. There's new people, you know. That that unit needs to play together um, before they get their stuff together. I think, I, but I think they'll be okay. And honestly, if you look at the depth chart, we actually have a little bit of depth on the offensive line. So on paper or on Madden, they should be okay. Um, oh, but in reality, you can't just throw people together and expect them to work. And this season, only. 10 players return to the entire offense. Not just, I'm not saying 10 starters, 10 players return from last year's offense. So um, there's a lot of new people. There's a lot of newness. These guys got to play together, man. But that's the reason for the slow start because it's just so inconsistent. They got to play together. You said 10 uh, players on offense returned? Yep, from last year. So you're saying they're the Brooklyn Nets? In (laughs) (laughs) In comparison, Everybody from Tampa Bay returned. <laughs> it's like their whole <laughs> offense. Everybody. Defense, everybody came back. Yeah. Huh? So when they when we say ten though, we cleaned how I mean like Rivera's rebuilding this team. So um I, I don't really feel like we lost anything. I feel like we replaced things. But with that, you can have a bunch of good people throw them together 
and they're a hot mess because they're just not gel. They're just not working together. That's why you know? week four is a better barometer than week two. Like you, it you, is. You gotta give us a chance, man. We ain't even. Like yeah. we, I don't know this dude. <laughs> yeah, and then the preseason really don't do nothing because you're not running your stuff, and you're not playing all the people. And they really play preseason is a tryout for the guys Who's that are going to get ball. cut, right. right? For the starters, it's a a warm up. It's not it's not the real thing. They need a cut. They need you know sometimes. So, um, yeah, these guys need a gel. Now the defense is who I'm worried about because. I, I don't understand why, and it seems to be scheming and play calling. I, I'm wor- I'm just worried yep. about the defense more. Yeah, so. same. the defense doesn't really have a reason why they shouldn't be performing. I mean, uh, I mean, there, there's obviously holes at linebacker, but still, they shouldn't be worse than they were last season. Yeah, especially the defensive line. No, I get it. All valid points. Um, and it takes a, it takes a second. You know, I, if you watch that. Uh, uh, it's going to segue into the next uh, subject about Lamar Jackson. Um, but they played um, the Las Vegas Raiders last week, and they lost in overtime. But if you watch Derek Carr's interview, he was talking about um, one of the, one of the um, wide receivers that he has, and he was saying, like, every time he asks the guy to show up, he's there at 6 o'clock in the morning. If you don't have mm-hmm. players willing and able to do that and to, like, work out the kinks in jail – you're always going to have a slow start because you, you're spending too much time trying to get to know each other. Um, and that's going to take some time. And in NFL, these defenses are too fast for you to be trying to do that stuff on the field day of. you got to be doing that when um, when, the, when the camera's on on and, you know, when nobody's watching. you got to be in there putting in the work. Um, but that leads us to our next subject. Um, have defenses figured out Lamar Jackson? Um, he had a decent game last week. I'll, I'll hold off on the stats. I want to get you guys take on what he did and if the defenses have figured him out cuz he keeps saying you know just watch you can't you can't figure me out and I want to get you guys take so Jay Hill what do you think do you think defenses have figured him out No I think he hasn't used everything um he thinks he knows <laughs> Oh so there's more Yes Oh that shit he, there's that more. he thinks he knows Okay, but there's, wait. there's an A plus and a B plus button on the controls. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think, um, I mean, you're going to have him, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he compares himself to Mahomes specifically, but you know, yeah, I mean, you know the type of quarterback he is. So it's like, have y'all figured out Mahomes? I mean, the Super Bowl will tell you yes, but that's a whole different animal as well. But the past, uh, time, <laughs> the past last week, he wouldn't tell you, tell you otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you you can think you may have – I mean, it's just one game. That's the other thing. Like, I don't know if y'all saw Aaron Rodgers' quote, if we panicked after week one, then we really in trouble. Like, come on, True. man. I mean, it's it's one damn game. Like, you think you, you, you think you guessed my play every time in Tecmo Bowl, but you didn't. <laughs> you did. They got spanked, though. I, I just mean, wanted to say that. I know I, I wasn't refuting your point. I just wanted to say spanked? that. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't get spanked. They didn't get spanked. Ravens? Yeah. No, I'm t- you know, you said Aaron Rodgers. I was just oh, 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 yeah. oh. Yeah. 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 No, but I, I don't but, think that quote was, was that quote from the, this past Sunday? Yeah. Yes. His press conference today, he was like, yo, if we panicked after one week, after week one, I mean, like, we we really in trouble. Well, I think like, they're panicking, no not, not to derail the uh, narrative, but 
They're panicking because that was very uncharacteristic of an Aaron Rodgers they game. They got spanked. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers scored no touchdowns. But again, he never also dealt with an offseason this way. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about Lamar. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, we're I not think, talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about running backs that snapped directly. The and there it is. So I, I knew it was coming. There it is. See, I tried to set it up. See how I set it up? See, uh, 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 see I do the, the lob of this. The number suggests otherwise, bro. <laughs> Uh, I mean, here we go again, man. It did, RG4. It, did it didn't win the title, uh-uh. but numbers no, lie, no, 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 women no. lie, men lie. Yeah. It didn't win. <laughs> numbers lie, <laughs> numbers women lie. lie, women lie. You know what I mean? Come on. Everything lies. What, what are we doing right here? You know? Sleeping dogs. dogs everything lies. lies. Everything lies. <laughs> you can't take away the fact that the guys are dual threat. Like he can throw the ball, bro. Like yeah. what? PlayStation and Xbox? What nah, does he's not. Bro? He's not the best thrower, man. Wow. He's not. But he's not. His numbers last week: nineteen to thirty, sixty-three percent. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, but were they checkdowns? No, no. He he do some. He do some bombs. Seven point eight yards a pass. Yeah, he do some bombs. That's not checkdown. He bro. wasn't checking down. And he had a ninety-eight point QBR. Yeah, he was balling, okay. man. Okay, it's not checkdown. That's okay. Mahomes like. I mean, that's seriously like you. Without it's the, it's the offensive w. scheme, man. Yeah, without that's it. That's it. If he get if he if he puts up those type of numbers and gets W's, what was Mahomes' numbers in the Super Bowl? I don't remember. I need to see what that was because I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you get you have your own game, but not very good. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, and not very good. Oh, and not very good. <laughs> One loss. <laughs> right. I mean, you you have you have those moments, but no, nah, y'all ain't figured me out. That's that's. I mean, that's just not even like everybody's gonna say that you you a one dimensional person. But like I said, he he think he has some sort of potential that hasn't been tapped yet, which he may have. But their game plan was better, and their offensive scheme was not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anybody else want to take that? Off topic, I just want to say Daniel Jones is running his ass off against Washington football team. He be running, man. He's already got he like, like he be running. He's already got like seven rushes for eighty two yards in this Everybody game. in the club oh, shakes something. Is he like Lamar Jackson? He be running. No, he don't run like that, but he's getting some he's he's getting some mileage. But that's not new, man. He's been breaking off runs. He's been doing it, I know. Yeah. Except for that one he run number where he eight. fell before he got to the goal line. Where's number eight? Yeah, um, last Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was 26 of 49, 270 Ooh. yards and two interceptions. Ooh. That's uh, that's Tommy John like right there. That's, that's what you're talking about, Trey. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on the road to Tommy John. Right Dak Prescott, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I but obviously I think, we know that's rare. I think, yeah, I think Lamar has to settle down a little bit more in the pocket. But he, he showed flashes of that. Um, Last week, because he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't like panicking. He was moving around the pocket when the pocket broke down. He would flush out the pocket and still be looking down the field, which is what you want your quarterback to do before they take off. He's looking down the field for options to throw the football yeah. before yeah. he takes off. So I think, and if you if you listen to the commentation from the game last week, they kept saying, "Yo, they they they." I know they said they figured him out, but like if you watch this guy play, the defenses are breaking down and they don't know what to do because they hey, yeah, do. it's a broken play. But what I'm saying, I don't. Uh, it's about I, I his decision. That that question about figuring him out is not just about him running, because he had two costly picks in that yeah, loss. But he had a fumble. He had, he had a fumble, yeah, and that was a pick. thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, he yeah. fumbles the ball, like for sure. Like when he goes out and runs, and then but you see him beating himself up about it when he when he when he you know when he does that, or when he gets sacked, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I got sacked. You know, I, I it's like you're watching somebody grow, learn the game. Yeah, he's yeah. learning. You know, but what's this? Current. His fourth year, fifth year? Uh, I think it's fourth. It might be fourth or fifth. Fourth year. Did he sign? He signed a. Um, and he's still young, man. He's like what, twenty three? Yeah, man. He's young. He young. Where we at? Um, but not. I mean, but the thing is, not only that. Like I said, his game is developing still. Like four years. He's four years in right now. Like he looking like yeah, Kyler Murray new, without new juke the moves. new juke yeah, moves man. every game. This you know, he's he not just hitting triangle, this is, man. This is fourth year on his, <laughs> on his contract. He, he learned how to hit hurdle. Yeah, everybody uh-huh. think he just hitting hurdle. Nah, man, he he's spinning circle and everything, man. Yeah, he he, he using the juke stick, all of that. <laughs> Look, so far as a juke stick, <laughs> <laughs> not the juke stick. <laughs> Look, as a quarterback, that's his new name, George Juke. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. There it is. Lamar Jackson's new name, George Juke. George Juke. So look, as a quarterback in the NFL, four years in the NFL, he has not thrown double digits in interceptions. Yeah. That's a damn good stat. I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers like, man. Now I would say I would wonder though, what is his um what is his uh like Tackles for average low. pass attempts. Well, that <laughs> yeah, his attempts are probably low, and then his yeah. I mean, what types of passes said, is he, he throwing? Sacks, I mean, he's had, right. he's had he's had two. Like, is he looking like Barry Sanders? Out <laughs> this joint? He's had two oh. seasons over twenty five hundred yards. Passing. You ran, you ran for fifty yards, Rushing. left to right. No passing, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he's had two seasons over twenty five hundred yards passing. He's had two seasons over twenty five touchdowns. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's not easy, and like, as much as you think you figured it out, it's really just a matter of, like, the coaches are telling him, dude, you got to get other people involved in the offense, because they're just keying on you. Right. Yeah, but I got twenty five touchdowns. Right, <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm gonna win every game, but what else am I supposed to do if they dropping balls or if they, you know, they not running the routes or. Maybe I'm throwing some incomplete passes, but you know why you bringing up old shit, Smokey? Because he's also averaging over the four years sixty four percent of his completions. Yeah, that's wild. At a QBR, his QBR rating for four seasons is one hundred two point five. Only time will tell, man. We we we're gonna see yeah. this season. We're gonna see this season how he how he does. Okay. I actually have I actually have them winning a division. You see what that defense does, but, you know. True. All right, let's move on. Uh, more football news. Urban Meyer turns down the uh, USC head coaching job. Will he change his mind? <laughs> oh. <laughs> By week five. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the season, he'd be like, yo, is that job still available? Exactly. <laughs> I'm unemployed. It might, it might, you said in the season, it might be. Week five. Um, yeah, and, I think uh, before the end of the season, man. But why? Nah, I don't think he'll get fired th- in one year, think- but he probably should. I, I didn't say he was going to get fired. I think it's really based on <laughs> Nick Saban time. Uh, yeah, I'll be back. That's what I'm saying. Nick Saban. Not. Yo. <laughs> wow, you're funny. You don't think it's really based on his quarterback play and how well they do with this new quarterback? Uh, I, I, I think Jacksonville is going to be patient with him, though. Yeah. I mean, I think it's his decision to make if he decides to go back or not. But I think he's, he's going to be directly tied in with how Trevor Lawrence does. 
Because head coaches are usually I, I think chatting it, with the people that they 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 leave to run the court, run the field. And if if Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is his guy, you know how well Trevor Lawrence plays is going to dictate how long he actually stays in the NFL. It's dependent on the reception that he's getting from uh, the fan base and the front office, like the general manager, if they if they can get along. If he feels like, you know, the general manager is breathing down his throat every single week, which he probably should. Um, mm. He's probably going to get sick and tired of that because, well, I, I'm just going to leave it at that because the next question is basically going to, uh, right itself, but well, yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like it's probably gonna get towards like maybe week ten or eleven before he starts having second thoughts. I, you know, I really want to question why do college coaches leave college to the NFL in the first place? Because as a college coach, you have so much control over what happens with your your program, and they give you so much money. If you have a, you a can top. make NFL money in college, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's As a true. Head coach, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you can make way more. I mean, depending on the program, I those mean, big make, programs Nick, Nick like Saban, that. Nick Saban, yeah. is Nick Saban, making, making, he's making more money than half the. NFL he could just stay right. Now. He's probably making more money than some of the pl- most most of the players. Yeah, right? realistically, and he has full autonomy over that program. Wait, more than the college players or the pro? Because the college players just started making money, bro. Uh <laughs> We'll go with that. I'm talking about NFL players. He makes more than every punter <laughs> combined in the NFL. <laughs> By the way, I want to give a shout out to whoever edited that Washington uh, former Redskins uh, promo that they just put on NFL Network. They just showed the Joe Gibbs era uh, Washington football team, and they managed to edit out the helmets. What? <laughs> yeah. Like they cropped, they cropped it out. They just cropped it out, so you couldn't wow. see it. Like they showed Mark Rippin, but they only showed it from the front. <laughs> they showed Doug Williams, but they cut off the helmet. Like <laughs> you couldn't even know. see the. So yeah, shout out to that whoever edited that whole promo. All right, so yeah, uh, I guess we move on to the next question: Is uh, why do college football coaches have such uh, poor luck in the pros? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's which answer you want. How much time? You got? <laughs> right. It's a bunch of answers. Just give me, give me two of the good ones. Level of talent and speed of the game. That's good. Well, oh. I'll also say, I'll also add that um, it, it's it's also precedence. Like yeah, Urban Meyer is coming from a situation where he was the head honcho. Like you walk onto campus and you are worshipped and you are looked at as like the king. And it is a lot easier for you to win national championships than it is for you to win a division. Mm-hmm. And so you're you, and you're also in a situation where the players in college will listen to you more than mm-hmm. professional players, because if a college player doesn't do what you tell them to you can just say well i'll just take your scholarship away you can't say that to a professional player <laughs> pretty soon you can't say it to cosplay <laughs> well probably probably but <laughs> so i'll just pay my tuition and keep playing <laughs> <laughs> think i need this scholarship i got endorsements nigga. <laughs> no but to, yeah to, right. but to okay. john's john's okay. point 
to John's point, in college, the coach is the big dog. In the pros, the players are the alpha dogs out there. At least not all of them, but the stars, the, you know, the yeah. star players yeah. are the alpha dog. The coach has to kind of know how to rein in some guys that, you know, everybody's looking at these guys. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, Eric, you can't have in college. You ain't college. done nothing yet. You can't have ego in college. Yeah, you ain't done nothing yet. You think this will lead to players opting out of going to college um, pretty soon? I think they're going to go oh, more yeah. now. Now All that money no. they can make there. No, no. yeah, money. right. You're right. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah. gonna, Why skip college money. now? I can get paid in college. True. That's going to suck. And, and it's going to be the endorsement part that's really going to throw it off. I think it'll make college sports better. God, that was a terrible know, throw. It's crazy. Listen, listen, like when you read these headlines and it's like high school um, senior has opted not to play his senior year in high school to get yeah. ready for his first year in college. You're like, what? Wait a minute. He's yeah. doing what? Yeah. Like and he got four endorsements by these major tech companies, so he's already made four or five million dollars. Yep. So he really doesn't need to play his senior year. Nope. He can just spend his senior year getting ready for his first year in college. Or, you know, it, it, they're never gonna change the rule. I, I doubt very if they change the rule where players can just skip college and go straight to NFL. Yeah, they can't let that happen. Just because of the size and the speed. Huh? I mean, you know, go from high school to college. Yeah. I mean high school to NFL is and NFL is, is a whole different even in the NBA, is you know, there's not too many players that can make that transition smoothly because you're talking about the amount of games that they play. Like Kwame Brown? <laughs> Kwame Brown didn't transition. <laughs> transition out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's a good one. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll have more sports today. We'll be back. What's up, everybody? This is Dennis Turner. Just want to let you guys know where you can find us online. Instagram and Facebook is at Sports and Things. That's at S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. And on Twitter, it's at is Sports. It's at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. For the latest updates on the Sports and Things team. Now back to today's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. Are we going to get into our next subject, which is a music-related subject about today's music? Uh, I'm going to pose the question, and then we can just take it around the room and see how everybody feels about it. Uh, is today's music hated by us the way our parents hated our music? This question feels like a question that we should start off with the old man in the group, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in my day. Uh, yes. Um, I think uh, when I think back to how a lot of my professors and teachers kind of dislike the music that I really liked. Uh, look at myself and say, damn, I sound just like them. Um, I think uh, we're just old, man. <laughs> we just have the old man status. Or maybe it's just me. I just have the old man status. And I feel like the music that we grew up listening to, you know, I'm just a little bit more biased because uh, the music that we listen to was so motivating and we had some really good music uh growing up but that doesn't mean that millennials today don't have the same type of uh inspirational music but um yeah i i think we're a lot like our our parents and predecessors but john you got students right you teach so how do you feel about when your kid when your students bring you 
new music that they're, they're excited about. And it's just like, you know, like we, we both teach. I teach and I'm like, I listen to some of the stuff these kids listen to. And I'm like, yo, I can't wrap my head around it. Um, <laughs> even my, even my daughter, I'm like, yo, she was like, have you heard this? You know, it's crazy. I'll tell you guys a story because it's real quick. It happened um, yesterday. I got a call from um, uh, A&R from Atlantic Records. And she's a good friend of mine. And she was like, hey, you know this artist named Timar? I was like, no. I don't. She was like, well, she's looking for to put a, put a band together for her East Coast shows because she has a West Coast band. Thousand dollars a night. Right. She's doing um, she's doing a a, a governor's ball or something like that. Yeah. She's like, just look her up, look her up, look her up. And I saw I saw I go to her YouTube, I look her up. She sounds like to me, she sounds like Janae Aiko. I'm like, oh, but a lot of the artists, a lot especially a lot of the female artists, kind of sound like Janae Aiko to me. Like that 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 timbre in their voice, but it kind of like it's kind of like whiny, but not really. Um, and I I I text my daughter. I was like, Yo, have you heard this artist named Tamar or Timar, whatever you call her? She's like, No, I ain't heard of her. And I was like, Oh, this must not be. This must I must be getting into something new. And then ten minutes later, my daughter hit me back. Was like, Yo, if you do a show with her, I gotta come. She's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, How does she process all this information about this artist that quick? Instagram, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Whatever else you got, social media, social media just gave her all this information, and it's it's all quick. But she got like these little snippets of this girl singing, and the girl got a voice; she can sing. And it's like for me, you know, that's not how we even process information. I, I need to sit with something for like a couple of days. Like I listen to a record on repeat for a couple of days before I like. I mean, not not some not so much the new stuff because the new stuff you, it all kind of sounds the same to me. But like records, I, how I used to process records was like I would sit with them. You know, and like be they would be with me. Like I listened to uh Yellow Jackets Greenhouse for a year. <laughs> yeah. A whole yeah. like that's all I listened to for a year. Um Pat Metheny's This Way Up, a year. Mm-hmm. Like I remember mm-hmm. having a conversation. Remember when we did Candace Sister Rock and Mike? Had a rehearsal mm. for those. And then me, John, Quincy uh Phillips, the Dre King, we all in the room, and Dre was like, Yo, I got this record. He played like one excerpt from the record, and I was like, That's what I'm listening to for the rest of the year. And that's what yeah. I did. It's like, you know, so I don't know if it's. Um, but you're a music snob also. Very much so. Like, that's I'm trying to, to break out of it, though. You know, I'm trying to trying to get away from that because you miss. You can You miss out on some good stuff, though. You can't. You can't get away from that. Well, here's the thing, too. I'm I'm also and like John knows this, too, because he does it as a as a, a band leader. It's hard to go watch shows without dissecting yes and that's, what, that's what makes you a snob that's what i'm saying yes, that's why is. i said you yeah. can't get out you never you'll never get away from it we're it not just, we're not average your mind is programmed never, to do that i yeah. have a guy i have a guy that i ask like one of my boys well uh, like my good friend kevin he's the one that i always ask what do you think it is because he's and he'll tell me i'm a commercial ass dude that's what he knows his he knows his role mm-hmm. he said i'm a commercial ass dude so if i don't like it it, it probably ain't gonna rock because he listened to commercial shit we don't listen to a lot of commercial shit so it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to even like begin the process. What the fuck is this? It's commercial. <laughs> no, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it I'm try, I'm no, it's not. To, it's just I'm commercial. I'm trying to get to a place where I can appreciate it for what it is because you you age yourself out if you don't keep up with the with the current turn the current hip. It is what trends. it is, brother. I mean, you got A and R's that are still you know 
like in their 60s finding these 20 year olds but that's because they know the machine now like as much as you say there's no factory to do this shit there is a factory that you know that fucking sells records oh Oh, she gotta be pretty oh she got it's gotta have like like we know like we know like y'all talked about a couple uh, episodes ago the group that did like all the popular songs because it's just four mm-hmm. basic, it's just mm-hmm. four basic chords or whatever. It's like basic four formula, right? So I mean, you know this shit, so you can age yourself out, or you can sit there and listen to this bullshit. <laughs> well, we know yeah. how you feel about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was, I was, um, I had a, I had a friend of ours, uh, J W, uh, J Williams. Uh, he did a, um, a, uh, basically like a master's class with one of my, one of my classes last yesterday, and he was talking about. Uh, one of the students asked him about like getting placements on um, in movies and film, and he, he worked for Disney, so he he was talking about that a bit. But when he said something that was kind of striking, he said the way that they the way that they do the formula or the way that they introduce music now is different because these labels they license the songs to put on TikTok. So when you see these dances yeah. and all this stuff, and like yep. you see these new dances, everybody dancing to the same licensed. the same exact song. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, whoa, like what? I was like, because he's like, he's like, real talk. Nobody breaks it on TikTok. You're not being broken on TikTok. Those artists are already being vetted by yep. major labels. Major labels yep. have figured out a way to get into that that game and corner the market. They find the artists, they break them first, they pay them, they license their music. And then they turn it into something else where they got the artists to say they turn it into like a dance yep. and it becomes like a thing. And then they pop off and then they put out the records to support that artist. Yep. I was like, wow, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. It's Here's like, an interesting- it, it's, it's the same. It's the same, not same, but it's a similar formula to let's drop a single to see what kind of buzz you get. Only there is no single anymore. It's like, let's put it on right. TikTok and see how many right. people use your song to do a makeup tutorial, to do a fucking, you know, food, you know, food porn something. So let's see how many people use your song to do that. That's all it is. <laughs> it's that food porn. Yeah. I don't know what Trey's doing. That's what they do on TikTok. Here's an interesting bit, though. Um, I'm going to make the comparison to older generation, to our generation, to the new generation. So we, we just said that Music today is popular uh, as long as the artist has a certain number of millionth followers. <laughs> Million. Good you know what God. I'm about? So that is Come kind of the equivalent. That's kind of the equivalent to how 80s artists became popular. 80s artists became popular because of the music video. Yeah. Yeah. If yep. your video, if your song had a video that was aired on MTV or VH1, then people ran out to buy your album, not just the single, but your album. They didn't care what the out the rest of the album sounded like. They just wanted that song. Exactly. And the generation before that, there was no music video. It was solely based on what the music sounded like. Radio. And when you went and yeah, when you went and bought the record. That's when you knew what they looked like. But you were sitting at home listening to the radio. You heard Christopher Cross. You were like, I got to go get that. And then it wasn't until music videos came out. They were like, damn, Christopher Cross kind of (laughs) ugly. Nah, I'm not kidding. That's a true story. Like, a lot of women were disappointed. Yeah. Like, like, we were not expecting. But even before that. Right. Even before that, you had these music groups that were were more concerned with the sound than image. So, yeah, it was some ugly cousins. It was an ugly brother. Like, it was like, yo. Everybody on the You got a voice, though. 
Tales from the Tour Bus, right? Mm-hmm. Has everybody seen Tales from the Tour Bus? When they did the, um, yeah, some of it, yeah. The George Clinton one, the uh, Parliament, when they went to Motown. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and they Motown. said they said yeah. the, they said the band. <laughs> Fred Gordy walked, and he walked to the office. And he's like, "Man, y'all guys can sing, but y'all ugly as hell." Y'all ugly as hell. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because <laughs> everybody had like the S curl and shit like that, and Bootsy, uh, uh, not Bootsy, but. <laughs> Yo, uh, the whole band walked up with nappy ass hair. That's funny. And then George yeah. was like, "We'll make it ourselves." He's like, "Oh, right. dude, you're not going to make it looking like that, bro." <laughs> right. <laughs> but they made it. See, um, that's <laughs> that's what it's about. It's just a different formula now. Right. Right. I mean, you, so, what's the problem? What's the problem that you individually have with today's music? It's trash. No, you can't say that. You can't you can't just you can't just put it in a bag. And throw it out like rock. Can't do that. That's what you do with trash, though. But anyway, uh, <laughs> exactly. But, but no, I, I mean, I would. There's some good man, artists. There's some good artists out. But those good artists are not conforming to what everyone is doing. But, did, but wait, okay, so that's a good point because did any good artist from any era actually conform when they broke in the first place? Mike didn't conform. Miles didn't conform. So that's what made them so. P-Funk, but here's the thing too: they, the dude told them it was ugly. They weren't going to make it. They were like, <laughs> they were like the biggest band in the '70s. But here's the thing also: not because so much you didn't conform, but like because you stood out. Um, that's not necessarily what made you popular, but you built a following off that because people respected you first and foremost for doing it, and then it was like. Well, I mean, he actually sounds kind of good too. Like, I like that he doesn't sound like so and so. I'll use like Mike, I'll use Michael Jackson as an example of that not being the case because Michael was famous from the time he was nine, right? And then if you watch that documentary, um, the Off the Wall documentary, when Michael was like sixteen, seventeen, they was like, he's done. Like the Jacksons are a bubblegum act. They're yeah, not, they can't yeah. cross over. Yeah. You know, it's like, and then Michael did the Wiz, and it was like, mm. oh, he's gonna try to break into acting, but he's done as a singer. Like he he doesn't look the same, he doesn't sound the same, he can't do it. And then he got with Quincy, who was a jazz artist, jazz yeah. producer, and then they said, no way, this is gonna work, can't work. Like yeah. we only want Quincy around. This pairing, you. this pairing doesn't work. Yeah, we don't want Quincy around you to do this record. And Mike went in there and was like, if Quincy doesn't do this record. I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Got Gangrel Huff involved. Yeah. yeah. They produced a couple of I hits. mean, and that's the thing. Like, you know, it, it's the same thing. Like, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if y'all, I think we talked about the special, but I don't know if anybody's watched it. This is pop. Boys to Men was like, we don't want this Babyface song. We don't oh, yeah, fucking right. want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We don't right. want this right. shit. This shit is whack, man. We don't right. want this song. They actually said that shit. The motherfucker broke Elvis records, <laughs> but they were like, we don't want this fucking song. This song is, I mean, that's not what we want. That's not what we sound like. Okay. But you know who is making, um, the hits. I don't see if hit is the formula. It's such a, yeah. And it's I don't even, even if it ain't the formula, I know it's a hard, it's hard to really verbalize and define it, but yeah, you know, who has the blueprint, the, the most, formula, whatever it's yeah. Like, you know, who's been getting the most listens. Think Even about, if it ain't the formula. Think about that whole, the, the, um, and I'll use another uh, group. Uh, so you had The Time and Prince yep. was running The Time. And mm-hmm. everybody knows the story. If you don't know the story, I'll tell it real quick. Um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis 
went down to Atlanta <laughs> to work with um Ready for, was it Ready for the World? No, it was um What was the name of the band? Uh, uh it wasn't Ready for the World. Atlanta Star? I don't even know if it was Atlanta. I don't Star. know the story. So yeah, they, they that's why they got fired. They basically this went was, down to Atlanta to work on a record, and, they and he told them not to. Yep. He told him he's like, you, you only can if work you, with me. And they 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 went off. They thought they, they could off. be slick. They went off to do this record, and they got stuck, mm-hmm. and they couldn't make the show. So when they came back, Prince was like, "I told you guys you couldn't work with anybody else besides us. You guys are no longer needed in that time. That yep. record, the record that they broke." went number one on the, on the and, and that was like yep. the, the defining moment for them as songwriters and producers we can do this without him that's what they that's what they learned <laughs> yeah that's exactly what they, we don't yeah, i mean not that we need jimmy him. jam and terry lewis a prince can you imagine that shit <laughs> i mean it, it's a it's a lot of things like can you imagine if somebody had stayed with so-and-so or yeah. like even the opposite can you imagine if if they did go solo because you know uh i mean just to kind of get on some low level shit you know how stokely has probably heard it 50 million times yo why are you still with me condition dog well, you can make i mean but it's he did a solo. Like but yeah he and did that's it. the thing too and he did a solo record potentially i mean obviously no one has this exact timeline but after you after your window you did it after your window like you 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 would have gone solo after pretty brown eyes and been like the barge uh, it was you know what i mean band. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you still care, yeah, yeah, and they was, I mean, and they was just like, well, we just want to see if we can do some shit. I mean, you don't have us on a, you know, like, like literal contract. You just saying you don't want us to work with anybody else because you have an idea of our sound and all that stuff. But we're gonna do what we want. But today, everybody just sounds the same, man. And I mean, as much as yeah. They know, like they being the youth, know who's different and who. Oh, you ain't never heard so and so? No, because he sounds just like so and so. Like, how am I supposed yeah. to know? That's my that's my gripe with a lot of the the female and the male R and B artists is that once they once they get that formula down, they just copy and paste that formula to other artists. And you you, I mean, I get it. But that's the business too. That's what yeah, that's yeah, what causes it. it. I and I know it. I know we know we know that and most consumers know that like oh man that's just the machine putting out another fucking Chris Brown or whoever you want to compare it to because they're not putting out another Michael Jackson that doesn't exist but you know it's like oh that's just another dude that sounds like this dude so it's like how do you break that you you stay independent and never get the money that you feel like you deserve or I feel like the 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 problem with today's music in my opinion is the substance and maybe that's just coming from a musician standpoint where, you know, all substance of us in this, meaning content or substance. Yes. Mean, okay. I don't feel like, yes. well, on that note, I don't feel like a lot of this stuff is musical. Right. Well, that's um, what I mean. Yeah. I just mean, well, see, like, that's two different things. Sonically, that's what I'm sonically okay, it's not, it's not, it's not musical. And that, and that, and that's, that's my musician's mentality that's that's the music snob again that's That's the music snob that's the snob we come we we come from an era of music where changes i mean people i mean some of us here are half of us here or even more than half uh grew up on jazz music where it was all about chord changes but that's not that's not come from the school of, of gospel music as well where it's I all about it's just, yeah, simple I mean, chord changes are arranged where you go out of the chord changes for a little bit and you just want that reaction where somebody goes, 
Yeah. Like that's yeah. where we come from. That and reaction? then when we're listening when we're listening to cuz they oversaying music None Nobody's over singing anymore. Nobody over no, sings anymore. There are no crooners yeah. in R and B music. Yeah. Oh, there are no Beyonce. crooners. Beyonce's still out there crooning, but she's old. Yeah, but Beyonce's old now. Beyonce yeah, came out in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, she came out in the nineties, man. So you know, Rihanna's Had not enough a crooner. Of the, the melodies where they sit on one note for like Dua Lipa's two bar, not a two, three, four summer, bars. Yo, we don't have a right to that, so don't do that. They sit on one bar. I don't even know where that is. I don't even know what the rights to that. Right, we don't want to get sued. They sit on one note for like three bars, and and then then that's their melody. But you know what's causing that? You know what's causing that? Drake, Drake has caused that shit. I was gonna say Drake. The joke about Drake. One of the highest selling artists of all time is that he uses five notes. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. He ain't leaving yeah. that range. That's that shit is so whack, man. And it's like, all right. His new wait, album. You, check it. No, wait, wait. Because if, if you really go back and you listen, maybe like 10 <laughs> years prior, Music Soul Child, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... But you know but what the difference was? You the, know what the difference was, though? It's, it's producers. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's not producer. It's the it's harmonies the that he put. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. slightly True. producer, but it's also True. the harmony aspect. Drake I mean, is that's Dre and Vidal, man. You can't go wrong with Dre and Vidal. You know, <laughs> Make that over, over, the, over the last few years, Beyonce's had a lot of songs like that, too, though. Well, that's, that's because she's trying. Right. She's trying to. There's 21 songwriters on every song. We know we know one of them that wrote like three songs on Lemonade. Shout out oh, to Medea. You know Medea. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um uh Mellow X. He produced some songs for um for Lemonade, for sure. Who's that? Jesse's boy, Jesse Boykin's uh, homie. Oh, oh, oh. Mellow oh. X, yeah. He did when they did the um the visual aspect of Lemonade, he curated that whole thing for HBO. Lemonade. <laughs> Yo. Cool refreshing drink. <laughs> I mean, you, you like today's music is just like when when you say there's no like substance, I'm think I'm taking that from the lyrical aspect, not just the sonic or sound aspect. I mean that's that's that you're gonna get that um, change due to the technology advancement. You know what Dude, I mean? Listen, I teach a class right now where they use soundtrap to make music. Right. You can make music wow. and soundtrap in See? two minutes. See? Like a whole song, yeah. and but see, here's the thing about it too. It's 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 kids that do that. It's kids that go in there and just copy and paste. And then I got some other kids who go in there and they actually manipulate the software. Yeah. They actually go in there and they automate. They know they, they do can, stuff, yeah. and they just they just. I got one kid. He goes to Duke Ellington now. He just started playing um, uh, mellophone and uh, I think baritone. His first year playing instruments. He's 15. If you give this guy that program. And you give him um, what's the other program that my son uses? Uh, the uh, uh, Akai one, uh, the Serato, the Serato one, the Serato. Oh, the Serato, one. yeah. You give him, you give him those two programs, and between those two programs, he can build out a whole masterpiece. I've seen the kid do it. I, he's explained because mm-hmm. he uses the um, the trial versions of both programs, and when he gets to the limitations of one program, he just dumps that down into the other program, and he just he just manipulates the software. And it's like yeah. you have to be able to be open to that. And 
I, I, I think the software has also limited kids to like not really learn how to play instruments because I teach a class where none of the kids play instruments. It's oh, like, it's of course. Crazy. It's like, what? what? You course. don't play an instrument at all? You're like, no. Nope. And it's like, but if you leave them in a room with some headphones and a laptop, they can make a whole album. Watch this. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Like, um, so I'm like, yeah, it's all there, you know, but it's, it's, it's the same way that produces you sampling. You have to be able to go in there and find the real gems in that stuff and manipulate it so you're not just copying and pasting. And I don't feel like there's a, I feel like there's a problem with the mass production of the way music is made nowadays, but it's the same thing that happened 20 years ago. Exactly. Once something hit, they just, they just recopy, they copy that too. They copy that. Yep. You know, Usher, right, Usher broke it's the off. Formula that works. Yeah, Usher broke off. Then you got Chris Brown. You got uh, what's a little the dude with the ponytail from Atlanta. You got all these people that that aspire to be Lloyd, Young Lloyd. Yeah, you got that guy. Name you can name a bunch of them. Then you know, and Chris Brown, arguably, is the closest thing we're going to get to Michael Jackson. Mm. I mean, look what he mm. tried to do with Bieber. Right, right. That's right. it right there. Like you tried to you tried to get Bieber into it. And then they got they got what's his name moon? now in it? What's his name? Sean Sean Mendez, I think. Right. He the one. Once in the blue moon, you'll get a Jacob Collier who just is all over the place, away from who was locked in his basement for twenty years. And then oh my god, he he's just, just all over the place, man. Regurgitation, blah blah on everything. And it's like oh, okay, Jeez. but then then it's like who's the, the the general consumer isn't buying that music though. Exactly. No. That's, That's not commercial. Stuff. But he does have three Grammys. He That's does. Not a commercial. He does. But Jesus, I do not want to mix a song with six hundred tracks <laughs> vocals on it. Dude, I just did. I just did Why? with a hundred and twenty tracks for Alex, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. No, 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 no. That's Shout ridiculous. She's dope. All right, um, let's take a break. We'll come back. This is sports and things. Hold up. Before we go on, do you have a hot take for the sports and things crew? Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll debate something that you want to talk about. Either way, hit us up. Now back to the episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're moving to our last segment of the evening. Um, staying on the topic of music, who are your top five greatest bands of the last 50 years? Uh, 50 years? What the hell? Uh, Rolling, Stone, Rolling Stone put out an article... <laughs> Of uh, uh, the greatest oh. 100 songs, Dude. the greatest 100 songs. Uh, oh, we're doing this ever. The John ever John Lee presents the news. We're yes. Doing this? Okay. Yes. The greatest 100 songs ever, and number one was "Fight the Power" by Public Enemy. Really? Yes. I wonder who does that vote and if that changes. I don't know what the protocols were for making that poll. Because I feel like this time frame that we're in, fight the power makes sense. Yes, I think you're I not feel gonna like say that fight makes the, You're not going to say fight the power makes sense when Obama's president. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Why not? It just, it just fight the black feel, power. Like, you are, but I just don't feel like it's going to be number one. But when Trump was president, a, it was fight the white power? That becomes oh, a philosophical oh, oh, conversation oh, because just because Obama was a president doesn't mean that the system that uh, runs things underlying wasn't still there. <laughs> True. Preach, my brother. Maybe, Maybe he was trying <laughs> to fight the power. Let me talk about my libido yeah. and the constitution 
of mine. <laughs> the, the esophagus. <laughs> you don't want to mix libido and esophagus. Yeah. Said, oh. 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 I, no, I thought he said esophagus too. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I, thought I thought he said esophagus. I was like, whoa. Too. In the carsophagus of my libido, we get like, what? The carsophagus? That nigga dead. my brother. Can I get a bean? Pop my brother. <laughs> yes, you may. I oh, shall. Shit. Amen. Legit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Shout right, out, Eleven Color. <laughs> who wants to go first? Uh, top five bands of all time. Oh, oh top five, five bands. Come on, I, I'll go first. I'll give y'all some time. I'll go first. Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't uh, read this. I didn't do my homework. I didn't do my homework before this. Yeah, me neither. I'm failing. I'll go. I'll go first. John Rowe. Uh, he was this, like, "Yeah, this is get him." Got this it. is yeah. <laughs> wait a minute what yeah. was 50 years ago that'll work this uh 1971 <laughs> oh, oh well, before i, I was born in, i can't put miles davis ba- uh, before i was born uh, you can't put miles davis in there miles oh, davis the was still one. alive the second one he the second yeah miles davis is still alive uh i'm gonna go this is in no particular order but uh the foo fighters i knew it uh, a tribe Foo called Quest, <laughs> the Foo Schnickens. Oh, that's uh, a band. Shaq Foo, tribe I mean, called Quest. Band. <laughs> that's what we doing. That's a band. Oh, they're band. New kids okay. on the block. So I they can were, say, they, so I can they say were, kids they were, play. I got you. They were, okay. they were paid like a band. There's three of them. There was four of them. NWA. Yeah. Um, what's the um, what's the what's the fourth <laughs> member? Um, Jerobi. Jerobi. Jerobi was hanging out in Ohio yeah. last summer. Nice guy. Um, what did I say? I said Foo Fighters, A Tribe Called Quest, uh, The Jimi Hendrix Experience. That's three. Mm-hmm. Um, no, order, no order. So he's just naming. Yeah, it's no order. Uh, the Yellow Jackets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And five. This was a tough one, but um, Beatles. Uh, thank you. Yes, the Beatles. Really? Yes. Uh, 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 I knew it. I yes, knew it. I knew it. What he really means is Paul and George. <laughs> Paul George and uh, <laughs> no, you mean Paul and John? Paul, John, and George. I, well, I, yeah. I thought George in it too because George had a nice little solo career. What he doesn't mean is Ringo Starr. <laughs> Damn, right. <laughs> but he also includes Ono, oh the Yoko Ono. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Yoko Oh no! Oh no! That's why they called it that because every time she came to the studio, it's like, "Hey guys, Yoko." Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> I like it. I keep it. <laughs> Trey, go, go, Trey. You look disturbed, cause because uh, 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 I'm trying to think of something for 50 years. <laughs> it ain't got you don't have to, it don't have to be. It could be Migos. Not, you could be you could you say could Migos. do the last you could do the last 10 years. You can say Migos if you want. We know you want to. You can go ahead and say Migos. Yeah, <laughs> you want to say Turquoise Jeep records? Um, yeah, Turquoise Jeep oh, top top five mm. all time. And that's not even a group. That's a collective. <laughs> uh, collective. <laughs> Uh, you this come is, back to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would, man. This man, is just give him three. Go. Give him the top three right. bands. Go, Jay. Jeez. Um, Prince and the Revolution. Yeah, very good. Um, Outcast. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, similarly, Mint Condition. Wow. Okay. Um. Let's see. He's staying in Minnesota. You did say 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he ain't leaving the state. Well, that's until I go to uh, Barry White and his uh, Love Unlimited Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. Good one. That four? That's four. One that's more. four. Um, dang. 
Well, I guess the last one is is one of my favorites, NWA, like Dennis said. I ain't know if anybody gonna say. It. I mean, you said we, I know we was throwing out bands, I like quote unquote. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so yeah, NWA. All right, I go. Um, weather report, but wait, weather report, nineteen seventy eight, nineteen eighty five. Okay. See now, you 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 just yeah. being you just being real anal now. But mm. go ahead. <laughs> I, it gets worse. Stevie Wonder when he had the big glasses, not the <laughs> not the little ones. Like, come on, man, Luther, come on. Stevie Wonder with the and beads. little Luther, <laughs> right with the beads in his head. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I, I do. I do one more like that, and then I just. I'll just do general. The rest of it. Yellow Jackets, nineteen eighty six to two thousand. Yeah, specifically because Marcus Baylor wasn't playing drums. And wow, we didn't wow. Those. But that album was actually good. I just didn't like his playing. Yeah, it was. It was. You talking about the record out the Dreamland? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the one that Marcus Baylor was wow. on. Yeah, the one out the Dreamland. Mark, okay, Dreamland yeah. was uh, Will, Will's last record. Yeah. Okay. He went on okay. Yeah. Um, who? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Three. Uh, so, I want to say here we go. The conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Wait, wait. It's, it's the reason. I got to say the conglomerate of Parliament because he had. I thought about. I thought about to say Parliament. self destruction when they came together and made that song. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's the other one? You will know. Oh God, I know. Oh no. What is no. it? We're all in the same thing. Oh my gosh, man. Michelle was like, "We all in the same game. We all in the same." Don't you know we got to? I have to get them. Oh my God, God, that's a great. Oh. All right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, go ahead. So I'm gonna say Parliament because you got Parliament, yeah. you got Funkadelic, yeah. exactly. you got um, yeah. uh, Bootsy. Bootsy Rubber Band. Yeah. So you got all these things that came out. That of spawned off of it. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of hard to break those up. And they were all the mastermind of George Clinton. So mm. I'm going to say George Clinton's mastermind of <clears throat> um, of music, musicality. Mm. Um, and number five, of all time, I like uh, Metallica. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh, good one. That's Ooh. a good one. Metallica. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Trey, you, can you go now? He said, you said Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him to say that. See, I was going, oh, oh, wow. See, that's when you go Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis from 1980. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis only with Janet from, Jackson. Um, yeah, right. Jimmy Jam and Terry to... Lewis, not 2021. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> everything but 2021. Everything before 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, 2021. <laughs> 2021 BC. BC. <laughs> no, you be 20, uh, 2021 JJ before. Oh, JJ. oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, Trey, go ahead, man. You're making this more. more. Uh, I'll say Miles Davis, second grade quintet, um, right. staying in his band, um, the Robert Glasper experiment. Man, wait, wait, which, which this experiment? This man says staying in his band. <laughs> No, that don't count. Come on, it's man. It's a band, nigga. No, Sting no, no, no. Billy Joel, when he played no. with everybody on stage. Huey Lewis. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm naming rap groups. Like, How is this any different? He's like, Huey Lewis. Because, um, because when they write a check, 
When they write a check, it's a tribe called Quest. They don't pay. <laughs> no, they don't no. just pay Q tip. This is a financial Trey. question. No, no, no. no this, this, this is the definition of a band. This is a definition of a band. This is not main condition. The definition of a band. He said Huey Lewis when he went on to sing "We Are the World." He said Sting and his band. Nah, it's when he did the Kennedy Center. That was a good band. Earth, wind, and fire. All right, earth, wind, and fire. And uh, I couldn't think of a fifth one. Um, uh, so I got you. Sting and then his band. <laughs> wow. Sting stung his band. Phil Collins, but not Genesis. Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fucked up, man. You can't do that. You said Phil Collins on hiatus from playing drums? But the, oh. You said Phil Collins with Genesis and then no, Peter Gabriel Genesis. with Genesis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Genesis with Peter and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but which, which, which Glasper experiment are you talking about? That's the name of the group. Robert no, no, no. Glasper there's two, no, there's two of them. There's two of them. No, he has a trio. Trey he has an experiment. Trey, you know nothing. <laughs> John yeah. Snow. <laughs> you don't know nothing. nothing, John there's, Snow. Nothing. There's the experiment with uh, Casey and um, right. He's uh, the member of the group. No, no, no. Listen, bro. It's 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 the experiment with Casey and with um um. Look, uh, what's my drummer? I can't think of his name. Now. Chris Dave. Chris Dave. And then there's the experiment. And then they with got it, them. Yeah, it's a, the experiment with Damian Reed on drums. I thought it was Mark Collenberg. And Mark Collenberg was the one, too. Okay. So I, I, just, I don't think but, Mark Collenberg was a. But I think Mark Collenberg was a. the same group. He just used different people. No, because when you talk still about. Still the same the, group. See, you take that's somebody what, out of see, Tribe Called Dennis. Quest, that's not Tribe No Question. That's Dennis bullshit. Man, I'm not, but see, I'm not giving Dennis between 19. I need 81 to 85. No, man. That's you, man. You ain't got to put that on me. No, I'm not doing that. That's bullshit, Dennis. That's the name of the group, man. It is. Yeah. It's a whole different group. I need this guy with this shirt I'm gonna call him yellow jackets I'm gonna call him yellow jackets yeah. no, I need this guy he, he's gotta be wearing a, he's gotta be wearing a blue shirt though. you, got, you know what I mean Dennis? Uh, drummer has to have on a blue shirt when he wears the red one that's no good no listen real talk when the yellow jackets started with um my man who played drums uh that played for Michael Jackson uh Ricky Ricky Lawson Ricky Lawson mm-hmm. when the yellow jackets started they were a funk band when William Kennedy got in that band they became a jazz oriented group it changed the whole like scape of that band for twenty years, nigga. But the like, band is still the band, right? Band it evolved, band, just though. like people evolve. I'm still yeah. me. I'm not the same dude I was ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, that's arguable. That's arguable. I think you. <laughs> 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 I really think y'all are like splitting hairs here. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, it's Dennis taking shots at my I picks. I know. I got the hand of split, nigga. <laughs> I don't know. There's two trays in here. You being a real Harris right now. There's two uh, yeah. trays in this Zoom meeting, though. I think everyone's offended by that statement. Everyone's offended by that statement. Follicleist or whatever. Did you say follicleist? He's a follicleist. I don't know what's happening. Jeez, you Harris. All right. Well, I'm a. He's a baldophobe. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm not afraid of y'all niggas. First of all, <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> all right. So I, I think we all pick good groups. And I like you can't. Okay. Nah, for real, Dennis. You can't say I like the Jacksons, but not after Michael left. That's fucked up. <laughs> 
That's fucked up, man. It's the Jacksons. I mean, he do got a point. He do got a point. No, wait, come on. The reason why you can't say the Jacksons after Michael left because when Michael left, the Jacksons didn't put on no more records. They no matter, they Jackson. were still a group, though. They were still touring yeah, the Jacksons for a minute. Oh, man. No, no, they weren't. Not without Mike and not without Jermaine. They were not touring. The last tour that Jackson did was the last tour that Mike did in 84. Don't come and be me no Michael Jackson like, uh, stats, nigga. Like, I know that I like, shit. I like him as long as he, if he not on lead. Like, that's fucked up. You can't. Listen, that's a, that's listen, an asterisk we, that we you talked can't, about it offline a couple weeks ago when we said um, the torture album, if you watched it, yeah, he wasn't even in the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine yeah. and Michael sing leading that song. Neither one of them niggas in the video. It's skeletons yeah. and like mannequins yeah. stacking their place. Yeah. That, like, who sang on the records? Every hit record on that album, the victory record, was Michael or Jermaine. Yeah. All right. Carry on. Anyway. I th- <laughs> this is a good topic. Yeah. <laughs> it got real hairy out here. See? <laughs> that was the point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to the of the week uh, topics of our um, show this week. Uh, we're going to start with artists of the week. Uh, who wants to go first? Let's see. Any, mini, miny, Trey. Um, artist of the week. I'm going to go with a producer by the name of Brandon Williams. Um, he. Oh. What would you say? Nothing. Nothing on air. Oh. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> on air. Wow. wow. I said um, off the air. <laughs> all right. Well, Brandon has uh, on on some of his records has featured uh, some people that we know and some of our uh, folks. Uh, Deborah. Bond, who uh, we all are, uh, she was on our um, uh, Dilla episode, um, and uh, many other people on his uh, projects, some some pretty cool stuff, so um, yeah, he's got uh, uh, something I checked out called Vulnerable, and it's got a, um, that album has uh, a song with Alex Isley on it that has Alan Johnson playing piano, so another uh, DC guy, Um, so um, he's got other folks you've heard about, you know, Marcus Miller and other people like that playing on his stuff. But, yep, Brandon Williams. Check him out. All right. Uh, John. So my artist of the week is actually a record label. It's called the KPM record label, and they are responsible. They're from Britain. They're a British record label, and they're responsible for a lot of the music that ads have used in the 80s. So... Um, all of the, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the art school or art institute of Chicago uh, commercial where the guy in the suits uh, asking you if you know how to draw, we'll send you a pamphlet, you fill it out. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the music that's being played in there is from the KPM label. Um, and you can stream their music pretty much everywhere. It's all over Spotify and all over YouTube and stuff. Dope. Um, J.O. Um, going back home, my artist of the week is Rare Essence. Mm. They actually just dropped an album, interesting, uh, called The Official Sounds of the Capitol. And it has the song with Snoop on it. They got a song with CeeLo. Um, they got, um, like the Don't Mute DC movement song is on there. So it's only like six tracks, but um not a bad not a bad not a bad listen rare okay. essence rare essence went to um when we did that dc loves dilla in uh at south by southwest they would have been yeah 
Yeah. They showed I, it. I still got the um John, I still got the the picture of the set list scratched out that we did from like the mm. seventeen songs to mm. three songs that we did. That was, Dude. Was seventeen to three. That was stressful. That night was just getting shorter and shorter and shit. shorter. That was the most stressful. We hung out night. backstage longer than we did anything else that night. Yep. Yeah. That was longer so than we played, right? right <laughs> we <laughs> longer than we played. Shout out the that was a, they was they was cranking. That was a disaster. Yeah. And they supported too. That was like they supported because remember we did the pre show at right. Howard Theater. Right, Howard Theater. And they, yep. and they they was definitely like rocking with us. All right. Um uh, and my artist of the week is also uh he's not from DC, but he's in DC a lot. Um he all he went to Howard University, he reps Howard to the fullest. Uh, the good brother Eric Robeson. If you haven't heard of Eric Robeson, uh-huh. please go check out his discography. The dude has written for everyone that you love. Um, he also has a lot of records and a lot of content out. Um, so shout out to Eric Robeson. Um, and we're going to go into our others of the week. Uh, Dr. By, by the way, shout out to Corday, who uh, he 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 wandered on randomly wandered onto Howard University this week just so he could talk to all the students and hang out with the students and. He let all the students kind of like take uh, pictures with him to put on their Instagram. And he kind of like pretended like they were, like he was just friends with everybody. So he took like time to just talk with hundreds and hundreds of Howard University students and uh, nice. uh, just got to share photos and videos on their TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so, yeah. Shout out Corday. Dope. Um, let's go to documentary movie book and other of the week and we'll start with jay hill uh just started watching a series on netflix called uh hidden run um and it's got sanaya lathan in it which is really interesting um mm, but favorite. it's it's really slow developing i think we'll i think you don't really get any like um action until like episode four maybe or something like that it's it's basically um because in the other the other i don't want to say frustrating but the other um challenging part is the first two to three episodes are basically overdubbed because they're in i think it's uh israel so it's like you know this is there you can see they're not saying these english words but (laughs) it's like what do you mean I wanted coffee. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, this is bad. <laughs> and then when they transition to the States, the actor basically speaks English. You can tell that whoever this guy that's, that's the star when they're in Israel also goes to the U S and then you can see when he's talking to Sinai Lathan. Oh, okay. So he's basically speaking dual languages, but it just looks really bad in the beginning. And it's kind of not hard to watch, but like I said, it's just like, mm, this is really, really challenging <laughs> but it's not a bad show okay um trey um my other of the week is uh nba 2k 22 um oh, like it. it is the like uh latest uh <clears throat> installment of the basketball franchise um they did a good job kind of bringing things together um it's i was telling some of the guys it's more like a role-playing game than just a basketball game if you play the my career um it has a lot of elements in it um some may feel that you know all that stuff is a distraction or not really uh you know something you want to do but i mean it, it it's cool it's cool um gameplay is pretty fluid it's, it's it's a good game so um 
It's definitely like a movie or like a uh, uh, you know documentary because it's got so much uh, storyline and stuff like that in it, not just oh. playing basketball. So dope. Yep. Oh, dope. Hold up, uh, and John, you mentioned that Cordae was popping up at Howard University. I'm going to name the rest of the schools that he's going to pop up at. So if anybody wants to go check them, they can check them. Uh, today he was at. Today was his 16th. He's at Morgan State. Well, that was at Morgan State. 17th. He's at Coppin State. 18th. Oh. Delaware State. 19th. September University of Maryland Eastern Shore. 20th. Uh, North Carolina Central. And then 21st of September, South Carolina State. Um, is he still dating? Um, yes. Um, Osaka. Yes, he is. Okay. Dog, did you just see that touchdown catch? I'm oh! sorry. Oh my God! Trey, Trey just saw it. Trey, he just saw it. That's why you got to see that cat. <laughs> Y'all gonna lay up off my uh, stream, right? <laughs> uh, don't nobody want to be on your stream, bro. Don't nobody oh, want to be on your stream. Pause. Yeah, yeah. Nobody want to. Yeah. Pause. Yeah, your, stre- your stream God. is your stream, bro. Fuck that. What about, what, what about the Directv stream? <laughs> <laughs> the D stream. The D stream. Just don't cross the street. Don't cross the street. Don't cross the street. Oh, cross the street. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord. Uh, why, did, why did the chicken cross the stream? Oh, oh God. No. To get away from R. Kelly? What? what? Uh, oh, wow. You fucking chickens now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, oh, come fucking on, everything man. else. Come on. Oh, come on. No. Okay. Else, except for me? No, I haven't gone yet. Okay, My go. other of the week is uh, the Netflix documentary called Myth and Mogul, the story of John DeLorean. Uh, it is the, oh, yeah. the documentary about the guy who invented one of the most horribly made automobiles of the late 70s and early 80s. Of course, made famous in the movie Back to the Future. Um, but that is not really the the plot of the whole documentary. There's some... Uh, darkness and deceit uh, within that documentary that you will see. You'll see how all that get, gets played out, and it's kind of that's kind of a sad story too. I don't know. I keep watching these sad documentaries, but they're very riveting. Anyway, that's it. Myth and Mogul, yeah. John DeLorean. I saw that a couple months ago. It was it was yeah. It got dark quick. <laughs> it was like whoa. Wait yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and my TV show of the week will be um, the Wu Tang Saga. Oh, good one. Yeah, that they just oh, it's back? season. It's season okay, two. okay. It's on Showtime? No, nah, it's on. No, nah, it's on Hulu. Hulu. It's on Hulu. No. Hulu has it. Yeah. Yeah. Hulu has it. Hulu has Wu Tang. Yeah, Hulu has Wu Tang. <laughs> uh, it's it's a really good one. I, I binge watched the first season, um, like in two days. I just kind of like when I would come in from gigs, I would just watch it. Um, it's crazy how you, you know the story. It was it was it was it took a second for me to realize who some of the characters were. Mm-hmm. Like Ghostface character. Yep. I didn't realize it was his the dude Dennis for like the first yeah. six episodes. I was like, yep. who's this Dennis character? And I went and looked up on Wikipedia. I was like, Ghostface name is Dennis? What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> like, yep. What? He has one of the craziest lines um in a song that I've ever heard. Like the way he's I can't I won't repeat it because I have a daughter. But <laughs> you go check the song with um I think it's uh Jim Jones called Handcuffing Them Hoes. Just go wow. to the song. Yeah. Ghostface's first lyrics is like, All right, I'm here. Like, so but You goddamn right I fuck fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Something along those lines. <laughs> um so that's a Wu Tang, that's a Wu Tang saga. Check it out, season two. I'm I'm really excited for Billions season five, I think they're on. 
But it, I'm a I'm a binge watch that. I'm, I'm not even gonna watch. I'm not even gonna watch when it starts. It starts like next week. I'll wait till the end of the season and watch that joint. Binge is my show. Um, but that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, hey, real quick. There's another documentary or something like that. I think it's I don't know if it's Lifetime or A and E or something about Monica Lewinsky. Did y'all see that? Yes, one? it's called Impeachment. Yeah, I heard it oh, sucks. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's oh, really? I heard it was pretty good. No, John, 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 no. What? John, what? John, what? It's not sucking. It it blows, John. <laughs> it blows. John, no. Uh, no, I heard it was good. No, it's not good. I heard it sucks. That's not what Bill Clinton said. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's exactly what he and said. There it page. Is. Now you're on the page with us. <laughs> Bill Clinton said it was good. Hi, right, yo. He blew his load. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? what this is a little tidbit. When that whole scandal happened, I was working at the Watergate when she was staying there. So every oh, wow. time I went to work, there was a the, the uh, paparazzi was outside. I actually had a chance to see her up close in person one time, and I was like. I mean, I get it. They th- they say that Monica Lewinsky actually looks better than the girl who's playing her in this documentary or in the. <laughs> not what I anyway. Saw. Oh boy. Uh, not that like, it matters. They look like they look like twelve thirty. Who's here? Twelve thirty a.m. Wow. Who's here? All right, okay. Anyway, no, we're not bashing her. She wrote a book. She got a book out of it. She got a book deal. All right. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, shout out to our partnerships. Unhinged Sports Network, Belly Up Sports Network. Uh, I always get this, I always get uh, Eden playlists. I always get trucked up on those. Uh, Fanatics.com, Fubo TV, um, and all the rest of them. Uh, Manscaped. I, I'm I'm already now. I'm not doing it this week. I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of the cast of Sports and Things, thank you guys for tuning in. Remember. Get your vaccinations. It's Please. still out here. Please, Please get your vaccinations. We're going to say this until everybody listens. Please. I want to get back to life. Right. We want to go back outside, people, before the, before the winter. Come on. Winter's coming, as they say, in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, and, you know, check us out next week. Check us out. Uh, we'll be um, around doing a podcast next week. I'm just rambling at this point. You Thank are. You guys are tuning in. Um, <laughs> Yo, yes, you are. Confirmed. <laughs> kiss your family. Tell them you love them. Give your people the flowers when you can. Not if you're not vaccinated. Don't kiss people. Don't kiss anybody if you're not vaccinated. Matter of fact, lock yourself in the house and hit yourself in the head with a hammer. No, don't do that. Damn. Wow. <laughs> well, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> One to 10,000. We out here, yo. Um, play the lottery if you got some money. Got to play the lottery. All right. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And until next week, peace. Free my nigga Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> mm. Mm. Free that defense for Washington football <laughs> team. Into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rep up for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who ball to vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. 
preach the nomad up. Talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. Dick Turner, John Lane. Talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.